Welcome to Coached Soul, a podcast for a better you. Here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Steve, your host. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This podcast is about how to be a better you. Sometimes we interview a variety of people to help you to look at things from a different perspective. Sometimes I talk with my co-host, Keith Brown, who is a Marine veteran and theologian. Together with a therapeutic view or a theologian point of view, we try to give you fresh ideas how to look at things in a different perspective. Hey, Keith, you know, we talked about anxiety and fear and talking about making sure we understand our identity because we have to have healthy boundaries. What I find interesting is growing up, we we feel like our boundaries is by osmosis. We see our parents' marriages. We see how they work, don't work, those type of things. And we really don't understand boundaries. What I mean by that is I had a female who I was working with in her marriage piece and anxiety from her past, she was uh, waking up in the morning. Her husband says, I'm going to go for a walk. Would you like to join me? She goes, no, I, I, this is my first weekend to have where I can just lay down and relax. So he goes on his walk. Well, her husband comes back in, peeks into the bedroom and says, oh, the coffee's not made. And she said, I would felt guilty, but because of therapy, I've been working on building healthy boundaries that I didn't let his statement bother me. He can go make his own coffee. Otherwise, she would have gotten up and done it for him because she felt guilty. And that's what a healthy boundary does. It, it creates boundaries to protect us. So a lot of men contact me and say, hey, Steve, I'm having some marital issues or relationship issues. Can we do therapy? Sure. What's going on in the marriage? Well, she's kind of put the pause on things and, and doesn't uh, want some space. Okay, when's the last time you texted? Last night. When did she ask to put the brakes on? Oh, about three weeks ago. How often are you texting? Every day. We have to have boundaries into place. Your wife just put a boundary into place asking you to give her some space. How can a woman process if you don't give her space. And when you don't create that space, you create anxiety with her. And so that goes into that anxiety and fear that we have to be careful how we become reactive to certain situations. Yeah, boundaries are interesting. They're, the boundaries are actually in place whether we recognize and respect them or not. The boundaries are there, but some people don't know how to respect their own boundaries. And so they let other people who know the boundaries are there, but they're okay violating them. Oh, and, you mean uh, like us and the government? So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's really interesting. And and, and, and until, and this, and, and that's interesting what you say, because like the person who does not have the habit of respecting their own boundaries and they let other people violate their boundaries when they start to say hey i actually have boundaries i'm going to put my boundaries up and i'm going to respect my boundaries the people who are used to violating your boundaries get mad at you and say you're not treating them right <laughs> because right, you're mean, actually showing you're actually showing respect 
and and but they're saying you're being disrespectful. Right, because our society is so used to crossing boundaries. You think about where we used to be a nation to where we respected each other, no matter each other's opinion. Because we disagree, the country flourished because there was a struggle. I need to respect your opinion just as much as you need to respect mine. And out of our conversation grew a nation based upon different ideas because we were able to come together and discuss something a lot better. But in today's society, you and I disagree on an opinion. Well, you're racist. I have to hate you now because we have a difference of opinion. We part ways and we don't have communication anymore. A relationship will fail when we don't have communication. Define that a little more. When we don't have honorable, respectful, um, dignified communication. No, you're, you're right. We have to have respectful communication. And that's where I go to the saying that when a man respects himself, he doesn't need respect. When a man commands respect because he's being disrespected, no longer has respect. Because I don't want to lower myself and say, I'm the boss. You're disrespecting your position. So when a man respects himself and handle, manages the situation, then it's, it cuts out a lot of the emotion. Well, yeah, that's interesting. It's like the, moment, the moment you have to rely on your title is the moment it's revealed that you are somehow failing to understand your own identity, the inherent power within the individual. So you're actually, if the moment you say, hey, I'm the boss is actually where you're revealing that, that you're in, you're feeling like you're in a very weak position. You're well, not, he, exer you're not exercising a from a place of confidence. You're exercising from a place of incompetence and no confidence. Right. And, and, and the other thing too, is, is you hear it from parents. Well, I'm the parent. <laughs> you, you need to do what I say. I'm the parent. First started out in therapy in 2012, I would go into to homes and because this is my first time doing therapy. And I was dealing with a six-year-old who was kind of having tantrums. And it started revealing as the reason why. The dad says, well, this is what's going on. He goes, walks up to the front door, says, this is how she comes in, walking in, and, and walks through the living room and kicks her shoes off and just goes on. The little six-year-old little girl goes, well, daddy, you do it too. Mom pops around the corner and says, yeah, but we're the parent. You lead by example. We can't fault the child for speaking true. Well, and, and, uh, we're also training the child to defend, uh, to depend on something other than their inherent integrity or goodness or, you know, something that's ad admirable. And they're leaning into weak positions. We're teaching them to lean into weakness instead of leaning into strength and honor and dignity. Oh, so true. And that's where I talk about these messages. It's our belief system of what, what we believe in. That's the attachment we grow into. We attach ourselves to these messages because we think they're true. If you hear it all the time, you're no good, Keith. What are you going to assume to believe in? What's interesting here is like we have a lot of leadership in America, whether it's a dad, a mom, a boss, a pastor, politician leading from positions of weakness because that's all that we've ever expected of ourselves and from others. 
when you lead from a position of weakness, you don't have to do the hard work of disciplining yourself. You don't have to, you don't have to do the hard work of having the discipline of searching out the truth, researching, listening to the other person, considering how others might think or feel, or considering, is this the best time to broach the, the subject? All you do is say, hey, I'm the boss, and this is what we're going to do. And, and so that's leading from a position of weakness. And so largely, if you're leading from a position of weakness, you're leading from a position of, I hate to say this, ignorance. If you're leading from a position of strength, you know who you are. And, and this might mean something to a few people, you know whose you are. Usually someone has authority over us, whether it's God or it's another person that we're working for. And so we understand our position. But also understanding who you are and whose you are, also understanding that you've done the hard work, you've done the research, and you're speaking from a place not of ignorance, but you're speaking from a place of intelligence, a, a place where you're knowledgeable and you in leading with compassion, but yet conviction and courage. Those are hard things to develop. That strengthens your character. That strengthens your identity, who you are. And you don't have to lean into the title because you're leaning into something that's stronger than anything the world has to offer. And that is who you are and what you've learned, the experience you have, the integrity you have, the knowledge you have, and you're able to lead with conviction and compassion. And that moves the hearts of people. Now, people who want to lead from a position of weakness will challenge you and try to distract people from your integrity, try to distract people from your knowledge, try to distract people from the truth and get people to follow some parade or float or idea or, or something presented that's from a position of weakness that touches an emotional accord. But, but that goes back into understanding our identity. We have to begin oh. to learn who we are yes. as a person, right? And, Which is work. And, right. It is work. I mean, we, we go, it, it goes back into that conversation we had in the last podcast about capturing every thought. Well, there's another piece of, of, of scripture that you identify with. It's renewing your mind on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We, we, some of us take showers every day, I hope, uh, but we don't tend to wash our mind. And you think about all the negativity that we're subjected to that we don't think about. Anytime we listen to the radio or we listen to the TV or any kind of YouTube video, there's all these commercials that, you know what? Heath, you're not a man if you're not Ford tough. You need our truck to, to be a man. Or for a female, it's, hey, you got to look good. You got to wear this hair dye in order to look pretty. So they advertise products to make you feel your worth less than your value of who you are. We don't think it in terms of negativity that way. Now we've all fallen. We've all fallen for that. Oh, one. sure. And and it's yeah. because we're human beings and we want we sometimes we feel bad about ourselves and we have to look a little bit better than what we are to feel good about ourselves. And I see women who say, I want a man who makes me laugh. I'm sorry. My boundary says I'm not responsible for your happiness. I disregard that because think about what we're saying. I want someone who makes me laugh. You're giving up your authority and permission to allow somebody to manage your emotion. It's, it, it's part of our identity and bound, uh, boundaries. Happiness is found within. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to get to know who we are in order to have boundaries 
Boundaries protect these messages that are sometimes faulty from our past. It says we're not enough. And when you get couples who are married, we lose a sense of identity. When people get married, we lose ourselves, our identities in our marriage. This, and this, this is, is really, this is really interesting. See if I can jump here. You're, you're going, you're going so fast. You know, we, we mentioned just a minute ago. Know, know who you are and whose you are. Uh, what's interesting is in in Genesis chapter one, God said, "Go and um, hold dominion over the earth." You were talking about what we do is we're we're violating boundaries. We're and God gave us boundaries, and He says, "You guys, you know, you're you're a man, woman, go out and have dominion over the earth." And then what we've done is we've capitulated, and we've allowed everything to have dominion over us, and. That's because we didn't understand or we didn't accept the boundaries that that God gave us. Um, and I know that we're not wanting to get like overly like Christianese, if you will, but it it goes it it's just basically God said, you know, you're the sovereigns of the earth and go go lord over the earth in a positive way. Um, and we said we wanted to do it the easy way, let someone else do it. And and we capitulated trying to get there the easy way. And in in the process, we allowed our boundaries to fall because we tried to do it the easy way. And then we feel violated. So so many reasons that we're feeling violated in our lives are because we're not taking the responsibility to be the the sovereigns of our own lives, respecting our own boundaries and who we are and, and whose we are. And so when basically what happens is when these boundaries fall, we're allowing someone else to be the sovereign over our, our lives. And, and somehow we think we're supposed to be happy about that. So, <laughs> so going so, so going back to the illustration of a marriage, you know, you have a couple. And that's one of the things I talk about is what is your identity? Mm-hmm. And I, I talk about a man's emotions and a woman's emotions that men act on thought of process. Women act on emotion. But I've seen role reversal where women are in the masculine emotional state and the man is in the reactive emotional state. And we have to have these boundaries. As men, we have to understand our, our identity. You're Narciss- doing the same thing right there. It's that, that framework defines the boundaries. Correct. But and the woman gets the paint. And and, when and that's th- an, and that's an, that's another boundary, and and right and when you think about narcissistic, my philosophy or hypothesis, if you will, narcissism stems from or any kind of personality disorder stems from hurt. I overcompensate my hurt. Think about that for a moment. Well, yes, Narciss- I, so narcissistic well, viewpoint stems from a hurt to where. I'm going to overcompensate and become the bully, so to speak, because I've Ooh. been bullied. Yes. And so, that's so. where the gaslighting, that's where the emotional instability comes from. And so that hurts. You can watch, this, is, this is awesome. Yeah, so it, it hurts that relationship with anybody because it, it's like I'm six foot and I guess somebody that's five foot comes up and says, Steve, you're short. Okay. But you get Shaq comes up to me. Man, you're short. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I recognize I'm short. Well, but if I'm, I've not, been, I'm, I'm not, I'm not short, Shaq. You're tall. 
Right. And, and the thing about it is if I did not deal with my bullying as a child and this five foot person comes up to me and says, you're short and I start arguing or being defensive or being however I need to be to the short person, it comes across as narcissistic. Same thing with a shack because I don't recognize my place. Hurt doesn't help you recognize your place. Hurt clouds your mind of thinking. Oh, oh, yeah. There is some truth there. And, and, and when it does that, we get into fear. We get into anxiety. And when we have fear, it also produces uh, anger. Like Tracy in one of my podcasts we talked about, she says, men has one access to one emotion, and that's anger. Because we've been taught as a society that you can't cry, suck it up, move on, rub some dirt on it, and be a man. And when we stuff this in, it doesn't allow us to be emotional. And what happens is it breaks down the woman being able to connect to her man. Because in order for a connection to happen for a woman, she needs to be able to have communication. She wants to understand a man's emotion. The sign of, of strength is being able to talk about your emotion. A sign of weakness is when you shut down and you don't communicate at all. Because it takes courage to admit, I have emotion. I think another strength, I mean, another sign of weakness is allowing your emotion to overrule your reasoning. They work really well as long as they're held in check one to the other. One shouldn't negate the other. They should work in concert with each other. But if one starts to cover the other and like if the intellect covers the emotion and you, 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 no, one's, no one's being able to connect with you emotionally, something's wrong. If you're completely emotional and you're not able to have some a measure of discipline and guidance in your life, then something's wrong. But if you can bring the two together in concert with each other, you got a symphony, then you can dance. I'm, I'm going to agree to disagree on emotion. Here's why. Because you have hormones that come into play. Mm -hmm. Hormones also has a superpower within the body that directs that emotion. And so in, in some women they get overwhelmed that they cannot process. They can't put a figure out how they're feeling, why they're feeling, and what's going on. And the man comes along and tries to fix it. It aggravates that condition even more. So if you just uh, allow her to process, she'll figure it out. But that's where the boundaries come into play. Allowing that person, that's like the mass mandate come out. I lived in Japan in 1981 to 84, and I was a freshman, sophomore, junior during that time. And the mask mandate wasn't even existing, but the Japanese culture, I enjoy the Japanese culture because they, it's one of the sign of respect. If you're sick, you're the one that wore the mask. And that's what happened back in that culture. But when you force right. something and trying to push something, it doesn't help. So I respect you and you respect me and that's all there is to it. 
it's not about me thinking, well, I'm going to hurt you because I'm not going to wear a mask. That just that that concept doesn't ring true. We have to have right. boundaries of understanding who we are, have boundaries into place to protect our identity, and to fight back on these messages. We go to the gym to work out our bodies to keep it in shape. Yeah, we're going to still have illnesses. But the strengthening of our body also helps our immune system to push back on some of the sicknesses that we get. You, you mentioned uh, boundaries so that it protects our identity. But boundaries do more than protect our identity. Oh, yeah. Ba boundaries foster a safe place that we create for ourselves so that we can grow our, and develop our identity. So boundaries are more than protection. They are, they are also provide the fence around the garden where our identity can mature, if that makes sense. And, and, and that's the reason why when I talk to men um, in couples therapy or in individually, I ask them to read a book by John Eldridge called Wild at Heart. Oh, yeah, good book. We, we, we have to have purpose. We have to have a sense of adventure. And yes, women need to be captivating. And that's another book by his wife that she wrote. It, it, it's, it's a, I know it's a faith-based book, but the concept that we have to have our own purpose, but when we come together as a couple, there's three purposes. One for the marriage to keep intact. Then there's a purpose for the woman and a purpose for the man. And it, right. it triangulates. And there has to be that one purpose to serve one another. But also being respectful of boundaries. Sometimes men get trapped of staying home and work and that's it. What happened to him going bowling or hanging out with the guys? Or, and I'm not saying neglecting the wife and vice versa. I'm not saying the wife to do the same thing. I enjoy St. Louis Cardinals, so sometimes I'll take a trip and, and go and enjoy baseball. Uh, I might take a, a guy friend or, or whatnot and go up there and enjoy the baseball. She needs to get out and have a, an excursion too. But then the couple needs to come together and, the, and they need to date. We, we don't date each other enough. COVID didn't help. So to wrap this up, uh, Keith, because we only have a minute left, it, it, is, it boils down to having respect for ourselves to put boundaries into place to help us to understand who we are. And, and when we do that, we have a society that comes together and can work together despite our differences. When we start well, one blaming, of the things that you... when, when we start blaming and accusing the other person because they're not following in our belief system, is causing division. One of the, on the on the positive note here, and I, I think you know you've you've hit real close to this. As I certainly have joy when I get to express myself and live out my life to the fullest. I think one of the things that respecting boundaries provides for us is when I see my wife is enjoying her life. I've respected her boundaries, and I see her having a good time. I should have just as much joy for what she is. In enjoying as the things that I'm enjoying. I should be blessed not only by my things that I get to see, but by seeing her being blessed. I should have joy in that. 
Yeah, it's a, it's encouraging one another. That, that, that's another passage that, that says that we, while it's still day, encourage one another. Right. We need to speak life to one another. And that's another podcast that we can get into with um, a, a study of Dr. Emoto, a Japanese scientist that, that discovered how words impact us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Keith, I appreciate you and uh, have a great Thanks week and we'll catch up next time. So I'll see you soon. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind. Thank you.